The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Somebody's got to do it. People are always wondering, who's going to be next? Ha, don't call us. We'll call you. Yeah, it's invitation only, chicos. Will you talk about money? You talk about beating people up. Well, it's a new world order, and I hope it's okay, because there's nothing you can do about it. New world order. That's right. Power, fame, money, and now our own corporation? Y'all, think about it. Y-W-Y-C. We're new, we're taking over the podcast world, and we're giving out all the orders. It's the new way. Is that okay? I see it like this. Everybody wants to know who is next. Look at the third man we delivered. Everybody wants to know who's going to be the fourth, who's going to be five. Is it another outsider, or is it somebody right in the center? We don't need you. We don't want you, and we'll take you when we want you. These cheap peak guys, Rosenberg and Greg, they soft. They live in ESPN's country club. They take a look at us. We have to fight, scratch, and claw for everything we got. And boys, we want you. I think the whole world wants to know one thing about Stack Guy. Hey, Stack Guy, what's your bench? What's your bench, Stack Guy? You guys, let me tell you something. I almost forgot. Let's put the podcast tag team championships on the line. It's one night we will beat up the best podcast the world has to offer. They are the last hope. They are the only chance of surviving the wrath of You Wish You Could. The You Wish You Could will establish itself as the greatest podcast on the face of the earth, brothers. Me and the big man, we're going to take care of a little grudge match. You know, Rosenberg, you, you disjockey little punk. You've been whining about the criticism and your podcast heat. You get your partner. You get the stack back. You get you t- you two punks get all pumped up, chicos. You want you two want us? Don't say it. Bring the heat. Bring the heat, and we'll cool you off. And then carve you up. We call it Armageddon. The genesis has begun. It's a new beginning. The beginning of Y W. Why? See? And on one given night, you two amigos will destroy the top talent, and the ESPN and Cheap Heat shall crumble to our feet. Welcome to another episode of You Wish You Could Podcast. That's right, motherfuckers, I'm back. Um, Feels like I've been gone forever, uh, but I'm back, and uh, as Eric Bischoff always says, better than ever. Um, It's the god that runs the pod, Mike Canatella, along here, as always, with my wonderful co-hosts. First, Flying Brian. Oh, wait, wait, Uh, hold on, hold on, Brian, hold on. He's the new face of podcasts. It is Flying Brian. I was about to go heal on you there, Mike. Oh, okay. Why? 
because you didn't introduce me properly. All right, all right. Let's start this all over again. Ready? Sure. All right. And, of course... It doesn't matter how you introduce me. <laughs> oh, man, I got rocked. You did. <laughs> Just like every other night. Oh, gross. Did you guys, by the way, see that really hysterical meme, the rock formation one? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I laughed. Yeah, I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, let's not forget about the multimedia Maharaja. He is Dashing Dan. I like the way you rolled your R, sir. <laughs> you know, your brother says that all the time when I lick his asshole, but, you know. Wow. I'm, just... <laughs> no, really I'm sorry. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how Mike says, but he always finds a way. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, deep. That's it. Just deep. <laughs> hijack? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mike. Mike. Guess yeah. what? Guess what? 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 We're hijacking the show for a second. Okay. A one. A two. A three. A three. Happy birthday oh, God, no. to you. Oh, hey, no. you're fucking old. Happy birthday to you. You're fucking old. Happy <laughs> birthday, dear penis breath. Happy birthday to you. Stay gay, my friend. <laughs> I don't always wish you a happy birthday, but when I do, stay gay. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if anybody couldn't realize from that, Mike's birthday was uh, yesterday. Mm. Um, his favorite present that he got. Is a giant chair made out of penises. <laughs> it's called the, the the dildo throne. Oh, it's he's, like it's like the Iron Throne. Yeah, it's just, just made, made of dicks. Of he's actually recording from it right now. Yeah. I am. That's why I'm speechless. That's why he's ple- sounds like he's pleasured right now. Oh, all right, but uh, yes, but thank you guys nonetheless for uh, for making a mockery of me on uh, on live podcast nation. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, well, yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, with that out of the way, yes, thank you for the happy birthday. Um, actually, it was a very good birthday, uh, even though I turned 30. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. That's neither here nor there. Let's get underway with some wrestling. Um, Brian, I know you got some stuff to go over for Gorilla. What do we got? First things first, uh, news from today. Uh, Ray Nay Young will now appear on both Raw and SmackDown moving forward. Thoughts? I mean, you can't mess up with this. More Renee Young is always good. Yeah, that's true. Very, 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 very true. That's all I'm going to say because I'm afraid if I say the wrong thing, the numbers might kill me. <laughs> so I, I think it has to do with her because she's no longer doing, um, oh, my God, uh, Total oh, Divas. Back. No, she's no longer doing Total Divas. Oh, she's not? No. The, they, they, uh, the Total Beats they pulled her off of it. I don't remember these things. She apparently didn't like the way she was portrayed on the show. Uh, she didn't think it was real. Uh, that's not how her and Dean actually are, and it was also creating a lot of rifts between the two of them. Uh, so she opted to not do another season. Um, so obviously, with that and like what Dan said, uh, talking smack is no more. Uh, she's got you know a lot more to do. Dean is on Raw, so and you know she wants to be with him. Um, plus, you know she's good on SmackDown. I mean, she's easily probably one of the best like uh, announcing talent that they have i would imagine like she I don't, should be on an announced team yes exactly i would love that I, I don't i mean would she be the first female announcer yes first ever female outside of outside of her stint on nxt yeah on the main roster she'd be the first ever the, yeah i mean i would anybody be opposed to that not at all no i don't think so she's better than byron saxton without a fucking doubt i mean why not try her at the may young classic at least 
Yeah, well, I'm somewhat surprised they didn't. To be I know. I thought it was going to be Jim Ross and Renee Young, and mm-hmm. when they said Jim Ross and Lita, I was a little depressed. Have you ever heard Lita do commentary? Um, no, I don't remember it. Cause I know she did commentary for Sunday Night Heat back in the day, but I don't remember any of those episodes. Yeah, she did it when uh, she broke her neck, and yeah. she was awful. She was absolutely fucking awful. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, so a tournament that I'm really looking forward to, I'm going to hate because of the commentary. Well, apparently, um, Alundra Blaze is doing some of that stuff, too. Okay. She's either going to be, I, I don't know, she's going to be a correspondent for them, so I don't know if she's doing announcing or she's doing, like, interviews, interviews and stuff like that. But she's involved with it. All right. I mean, that'd be cool if she was the backstage, I guess, backstage interviewer. Yeah. Okay, right. so next item on the list. Um, Cody Rhodes is now selling wine. I meant to look up what the purpose was for this because I think it's for charity or something like that, but I got totally distracted. <laughs> what were you distracted by, Brian? <laughs> the uh, ad that was saying that he now sells wine. So what What was this ad that you were so uh, awestruck about? Did you just say anything about ass? Did you just ass? Ass-struck? Ass-struck? <laughs> what was that ad about? That ass about? Um, yeah, um, if you guys have not seen this yet, I highly recommend going out and looking for the, the tweet and or post on Facebook, because I saw it somewhere on Facebook as well. Um, just find the tweet Cody Rhodes sent out about him selling wine now. Just just find it. Just do it. Thank you later. Yeah. Take me on our Facebook page. <laughs> just do it. I'm pretty sure from all of us here at the USU the Podcast, thank you, Cody Rhodes. Agreed. Um, <laughs> okay. Next thing on the on Gorilla is there was a hashtag trending since Sunday night during Battleground up until last night, and I believe through this morning as well for SmackDown. Um, the hashtag Fire Road Dog. Apparently, there's a lot of people upset with how Battleground went down. Um, overall, a lot of people did not like it. And then a lot of people are complaining about how SmackDown went as well, and they were not happy with they're not happy with the general direction of SmackDown at the moment. Um, I think it's complete bullshit. It's not been you know it's been a little lackluster the last few weeks, but it's not that bad. It's not how it used to be with all this shit happening all the time. But you know what? You can't have shit happening all the time. But look at what they're doing next week. They're giving us a hell of a show next week, so guys, just hold on. Things will even out at some point. I mean, unfortunately, I mean the marks, if you want to call them that, you know, it's a you know a what have you done for me lately kind of mentality with them. I feel, and you know what, we're getting slow builds on both sides, and it's just not enough. Um, Raw is actually doing a lot better than it has in the past. SmackDown is doing, I think, probably some of the best work it's ever done. Um, bar from, uh, or aside from uh, when Paul was writing it, Paul Heyman meaning, um, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with SmackDown. I, I don't, I honestly don't think there is. I mean, Dan, do you, do you have any gripes with SmackDown? I mean, we'll talk about Battleground in a couple minutes, but SmackDown as a whole, anything? No, I mean, you can't bat a thousand forever, so. No. I mean, yeah, they came out of the gates swinging and were on fire for the first few months. And, yeah, they've slowed down. Yeah, they've had some swings and misses, but that's called evening out. 
not everything you hit's going to be a home run. Yeah, unless you're Aaron Judge, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Not even, yeah, 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 yeah. With him, it's just depending on how far it's going. It's, it's very yeah. true. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, a couple of minutes, we'll definitely run down Battleground, but I've heard nothing but negative reviews about Battleground, and personally, I thought it was a solid show. Um, probably one of the least, um, you know, overall rating for a SmackDown pay-per-view, but still better than any of the raw shit that that's, they've been putting out, other than, what was it, Battleground was last? Uh, not Battleground, Backlash? Well, no, Great Balls of Fire was Great Balls of Fire, right. Okay, I mean, that was probably their best pay-per-view to date. The Raw brand, meaning. Yeah, yeah, and it was all the main event. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right. Um, Brian, why don't we skip over the next one, go to the last one you were going to talk about, and then we'll flip over to the fourth one. Um, if that didn't confuse you, then I'm... If that did confuse you, then I'm very sorry. No, I got it. Okay. So the next order of topic uh, is apparently Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> wants to do, yeah, wants to do another superstar shakeup. Shake it up, pal. Pronouns, pal. Pronouns. Um, apparently he feels the pro- current product is stale. Already. Already. The less <laughs> shakeup wasn't enough, and they want to shake up more people. Although I feel like they shook up a lot of people last time. So it's like, if you shake up too much again, you're going to ha- just have SmackDown on Raw and Raw on SmackDown. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, they're going to swap shows, everybody's going to swap shows, and that's about it. I mean, that's really all you can do. And to say, I mean, it's not bread, Vince. It, it's a fucking wrestling product. Like, give it some time. It's not stale yet. Neither brand is stale. I mean, the only thing I can really see is maybe Braun coming over, uh, having a wonderful feud that I think everybody would salivate over between Corbin and Braun. Um, that's something that I would love to see. Um, AJ maybe going over and doing something with the club. But, I mean, like, AJ is, I feel, got his... He's solidified in SmackDown. I don't see him ever switching. No, I could see him as the new Undertaker of SmackDown, essentially, where he just never leaves. Yeah, he's like the leader. I don't think he wants off the show, to be honest with you. He'd be stupid to ask for to be off. He took it as a challenge when he was put on that show. Oh, you're going to put me on the show you want as the B show? Yeah. I'll make sure it's the A show. I, I mean, has at, at any time, and we were literally just talking about this, was there any time that SmackDown was the B-show to Raw? Um, no. Not not in the current iteration, no. No, well, that's yeah, that's what I meant. I mean, yeah, back in the day, like, Raw was always the flagship show. It's obviously still labeled as the flagship show, but with, without a doubt, SmackDown has slowly become the overall better show. <laughs> And yes, there's, there's yeah, there's tons of people that are going to argue against that, but the fact of the matter remains, SmackDown is just better than Raw right now, and it's not because of anything other than, for whatever reason, the talent that goes on to SmackDown just seems to want to do better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ambrose, while Ambrose was very stale on SmackDown, I preferred what he was doing on SmackDown versus what he's doing on Raw right now. You mean nothing on Raw? Yeah, again, yeah. Jericho was probably the best thing on Raw with Kevin Owens. 
they're doing... So here's the thing. The best thing on Raw is now the even better thing on SmackDown. Like, they were doing... Like, Owens was doing... What Owens was doing on Raw, he's doing above and beyond that on SmackDown. With a lesser title in their eyes. So that's the other thing. What was the universe... What was... Not the universe. What was the United States title on Raw? What did it mean? <laughs> Nothing. There you Ray go. carried it behind his back. And that's the, and so that's the thing. So the United States title on Raw, which is the only title singles title on Raw, it was doing nothing. The, on SmackDown, where you have the WWE title all the time, it's it's not even like a secondary title. They're both matched. So whatever they're doing on SmackDown, they're doing it right. Like WWE title is great right now. Jinder Mahal is easily probably one of the best heel champions in I, I don't know. Uh, who was the last great heel champion that we had? Uh, Styles, Punk? Styles, yeah, when he initially won the belt, he was heel, yeah, so yeah. I'd say Styles. Yeah, I mean, but Mahal is doing something that Styles didn't do. Mahal is taking, what Mahal is doing right now is what they wanted Kali to do and uh, Tiger Ali Singh to do and all these other foreign guys. And Jinder basically said, fine, give me it and I'll show you what I can do. And he's doing yeah. it. Although apparently they have um, cooled off on him a bit. I don't know why. They're saying look for SummerSlam to be the end of his reign. I mean, without a doubt, no matter who he's going up against on SmackDown, I'd easily see it being the end of his reign. But uh, it's like, you know, uh, and I don't mean to obviously do this all the time, but it's like when The Miz was champion, we knew that his reign was going to come to an end, but it was a solid run. Yeah. I'm just glad that they haven't taken... I, I'm okay with him losing it at SummerSlam. If it was before that, I think it would have been a little preemptive. Yeah. All right. With uh, that said, I guess we'll go into the last one, Brian. Nice segue. You like that, right? Yeah, I do. So, uh, last thing we got is current SummerSlam plans and rumors. Yeah. Um, just because it is right around the corner. It is starting to heat up what's going to happen. You already know we're getting uh, the Fatal 4-Way for the Universal title. Um, so that'll be an interesting match. I actually think that could be a pretty good match. Just because we have Joe and Strowman in it. So here's my, obviously, you know, what do you guys think of the match overall? Like, how do you think that this match is going to play out? And is it... Or do we think we're going to see, like, an elimination match? Or is this going to be something where Brock doesn't lose to lose the title? I think... I don't know who's going to win, but I think Brock's going to lose the title. I don't know who's going to win it, though. But what I'm saying is, do you think this is a way of them not having Brock be pinned in order to lose his title yet again? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's no way they have him get pinned. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's going to be a good match. Um, we have what looks to be, I'm hoping not, I'm hoping with this match next week on SmackDown that we'll get into later. Um, rumor is Cena versus Jinder for the world title, mm. which kind of concerns me a little bit because that means 17 time champion. Yeah. I'm not thrilled about that. I mean, I just said that I would. I'm okay with Jinder losing the title at SummerSlam, um, and obviously, you know, Cena's good old Americana boy um, going up against you know the modern day Maharaja, and it makes sense. I, it doesn't make sense for Cena to have a 17 time title reign. No, not at all. No. Um, 
So, um, unless their end game is a Corbin cash in. Yeah. But that's Cena still get the belt. But that's just what I'm saying. Cena still wins this. I mean, it's like a blemish almost, but he's still a 17-time champion. Yeah. I still think uh, what I said last week kind of makes the most sense still, or what I'm still hoping for at least. Um, Nakamura gets the number one contendership, and you you already have a built-in feud with him and Corbin. Corbin screws him over in the end at SummerSlam and walks out with the belt. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. You don't have to get fans pissed off and the Brooklyn crowd rioting and John Cena dying. <laughs> it's true. I still feel like even if it was um, if it was uh, Baron Corbin, I still think there's a lot of fans that are going to riot because for whatever reason, there's still a shit ton of fans that don't think he deserves it at this point. And I, I, I don't see that. I, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. He's doing everything that I think they ask they're asking of him and uh he's easily get one of he's like the the Braun Strowman of SmackDown he's getting better and better as the weeks go on and you can see that he's actually starting to enjoy himself yeah um so I don't know if you guys saw this but I know I sent this to you Brian um the other thing that I've seen there was like an image of all the potential matches for SummerSlam and one of them was Styles versus Nakamura which obviously that's you know the marks match right there, um, but obviously if he wins next week, then that probably wouldn't happen. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that happens. I think they already know that's a WrestleMania match for them. Okay. I really don't think they're gonna do that that early. And everything from what I've seen is, uh, yes, they know that that's a huge match and everybody wants it. But at the same time, they know that's not something they do at SummerSlam. They know that's a drawing match for WrestleMania. That's a money match. Yes. Yeah. So that's the saving grace on that. Okay. Is we'll get that at WrestleMania this year, hopefully. Um, speaking of styles, I still don't know what he's going to do. I haven't heard anything. I thought it was going to be Cena. Um, it's not looking like that unless that's where Cena goes from. Here, if he loses Nakamura, maybe it's Cena Styles. Um, another rumor that I'm hearing, uh, I heard today actually, was the Raw tag title picture. Apparently, originally it was going to be a multi-tag team match, which is what it looked like it was going to be last week. And now they're saying, look for this mini Shield reunion to lead to a tag title match for Rollins and Ambrose. And then them win the titles? They didn't say anything about them winning the titles or anything like that, but... I could see that happening, giving them something to do for a few months. Uh-huh. Ending in uh, a feud. Yeah, because they have nothing else for them to do. I, I mean, don't think they want to put the, either one of them in the intercontinental title picture again. Well, no. It would be cool to see Rollins with the IC title. Oh, yeah, it would be. But at the same time, I don't think they want to do that right now. I mean, the other thing, too, is if you think about it from an interesting standpoint, if they go the route of uh, Rollins and Ambrose winning the tag titles... It sets up for Ambrose to do a massive heel turn, you know. Mm-hmm. And the storyline writes itself like you did it to me. Now it's my turn to pay you back. Blah blah blah. I've, you know how long have I thought about you turning your back on me? Um, he's already said he doesn't trust him. Um, and um, you, I'm gonna get you before you get me. Yeah, exactly. That that's exactly it. Um, and it it does turn him heel kind of because I feel the fans are more over on Rollins than they are on Ambrose right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fans have become stale on this Ambrose 
the being a face. Agreed. Uh, I think it's a, a well-needed and deserved heel turn if it happens on Ambrose's part, and I think it might actually give him some leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, I'm looking at this image too, and I just realized it has Naomi versus Charlotte, um, obviously for the title, which we all know that that's not happening now. Um, obviously, we'll do our SummerSlam predictions, but Natty's in a title match in SummerSlam. That's good. I, I think it's another setup for Cashin too. Uh, I agree. Um, obviously, being in Brooklyn with, uh, you know, the princess of Staten Island, I think it would make perfect sense. Um, but it does give a shot for Natty to win the title, obviously, I'll very briefly, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, it's another thing that I'm... Look, I saw, too, that I've just... We have to watch the SmackDown last night. Um, everybody thought it was going to be Shane and Rusev. I haven't seen anything online, but, Dan, I think you said you might have saw something online before. I saw people talking about it, starting to talk about it today. Yeah. Uh, I very well think it's going to be Shane versus Kevin Owens at SummerSlam, which I am incredibly excited for if that happens. That will be a hell of a match if those two go at it. I mean, it's very similar to the AJ uh, Shane match where everybody was kind of flipping out at first. Like, you know, why is AJ fighting Shane? Dude, that guy, that match was easily one of the best matches of WrestleMania. Yeah. And Owens is a much different competitor than Shane McMahon is. I mean, he's, yes, he's very high-flying, athletic, and all that stuff, but he's a brawler. Shane is also a brawler. Um, I mean, they could make it a hardcore match. Brooklyn Street Fight? Uh, Yeah, why not? I mean, those two would absolutely fucking, like, rip each other to shreds. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be very interested in that match if that actually happens. Helicopter on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do. No, so I actually heard Shane was actually preparing for his match against Owens. He was planning on jumping out of a helicopter, and that's what he was trying to do. Uh, okay, so he's going to climb up to the Titan Tom and dive into the ring. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the last thing I have for SummerSlam plans is just because I thought I found it interesting and I'm starting to like the direction of going with it, the Cruiserweight title match. Looks like we're going to get at least a triple threat match out of it because they're inserting Davari, Area Davari, into the situation with Neville and Sazawa. I'm hoping what we wind getting is everybody involved for the Cruiserweight, like a scramble or a ladder match or. Uh, I don't know, a multi-man championship match of some sort. But if we get a triple threat between these three, I think that'd be a pretty good match. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of hate how much I'm disassociated from the uh, cruiserweight division right now. I don't, nothing draws me into it. I know. And I, I feel I, like, I mean, it, what was that? It, it's the way they're booking and that's why, like, Neville's been a great champion, but it's gotten stale to the point where, like, he's just literally beating everybody, and now it's to the point where you feel like nobody's going to beat him. I mean, the only person that you felt had a shot is now gone. Uh, yeah. Aries was literally but between him and Aries was probably the best thing that they had going, and that's no more. So they're trying to see who they can really get. Like, hey, you know, this person's good. Um, but I, I still think they're in a feeling out process. I would, as much as I hate to say it, I would love to see Enzo Amore go over to the cruiserweight division. I think he would give it a much needed boost. He would. I'm, I'm also waiting for them to give um, 
he's one of my favorite guys right now, Cedric Alexander. Yeah. I want them to give him a shot so bad. Well, he was injured, so wasn't what he? he did, huh? He wasn't he injured? He was injured. I think that's one of the reasons he didn't get it. Yeah. But he's back now. He's He's been wrestling for like a month and a half now, two mm. months. Yeah. So uh, he's so good. He, you know, he was over like crazy after the Cruiserweight Classic. He had insane, ma- insane match with Kota Ibushi in the Classic. Yeah. Oh, uh, he had so much momentum, and it's just kind of like, yeah, we don't really want to use you, so we're gonna bring you in, but we're gonna pretend Cruiserweight Classic didn't happen for you. Yeah, I mean, to an love angle with Alicia Keys. Alicia fucking Alicia Fox. Fox. Alicia Fox. Ah. I mean, if we have a love angle with Alicia Keys, I mean, you know. <laughs> Hey now. Hey, hey now. Hey now. Um, so I know this is obviously never going to happen, and it kind of kills me that it won't. But, dude, how good would uh, Tyson Kidd be in the cruiserweight division? Oh, he'd be, he'd be perfect for it. it. It would be literally the most epic thing. I mean, he could be face. He could be heel. He, he would just do everything. Yeah. Sadly, he won't wrestle anymore. I know. No. The one thing I'm concerned with with SummerSlam, though, mm-hmm. in another guard kind of playing off this, I think they're going to end up with too many multi-person matches. Well, they're trying to get everybody on the card. I, I know, but it's still a, a four-hour show. They scrapped a lot of them, though. Yeah, They're but not I, doing the Fatal 4 women's match. They're yeah. not doing the Fatal 4-Way for—or they're doing the one Fatal 4-Way right now, and that's it. Mm, well, if they end up with this triple threat match, possibly, who knows, maybe another triple threat. They're talking about another triple threat match for the U.S. title, a rematch of Tuesday night. Well, well, if Owens fights Shane, that's not going to happen. Well, I know. There's a lot of in the air. They mu- it could be Jericho Styles. We could end up with two multi- uh, another multi-person tag team match. You never know. It, it, I don't think... We're going to get Usos New Day for a tag team that's going to smack Oh, well, yeah, that's definitely happening. That's that's a single smash. You're not getting a multi-man match out of that. What about I don't Bruce? think you're really going to wind up with too many multi-man, multi-man matches. What uh, they should be careful and not. What about Brizongo though? You can easily put Brizongo in the tag title picture. I mean, they, if they obviously you can do it with any match, but I'm saying like there's a lot of tag teams that deserve to be in the tag title picture, especially oh, on SmackDown. Yeah, I'm not saying that that they don't deserve to be there, but you know what's going to happen? It's going to be Usos New Day in the rubber match. Yeah, and I guarantee you, Brizongo and whoever's been attacking them is going to wind up being on the pre-show. True. I mean, I I still think it's American Alpha, but that's just me hoping. Um, they're kind of broken up, sir. I know, it was a joke. You know, they never, did they ever reveal who they got in return for Jason Jordan? No. No, it was they, just. They, it was, I don't think it was anything. Yeah, it it's was. just Jason Jordan's on Raw now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't play him. So he's, he, he's with his father now. <laughs> this is such a bad <laughs> angle. I know. No pun intended. Okay. Yeah, he's a, right. he's a bad angle. I so, liked the proud Papa tweet the other day. Yeah. yeah. They tweeted a picture of Angle watching Jason Jordan in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. the one thing that I'm actually super, super fucking stoked for for SummerSlam is obviously they started it already, Balor versus Wyatt. Yeah. And, and it makes perfect sense for Balor to come out as the Demon Kane. I mean King. Demon Kane? Demon Kane. What? He's going to wear the mask? <laughs> but, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Like, you know, he's got to get into Bray Wyatt's head. He's got to, you know, use his mind meld, and that's the Demon King of Bray Wyatt. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping he does the Demon King. I mean... Because that's going to be fucking amazing to see. We would, mark out. We would mark out so bad. 
I've already seen it once at Takeover NXT Takeover, the first one. Yes. Um, was so that? I'm, huh? Oh no, never mind. I was gonna say, was that the one where he did the Texas Chainsaw? But he did that in Dallas. So yeah. my apologies. In Texas. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. No, <laughs> he did kind of. He did one of the normal ones for, uh, for New Bro- York, the Brooklyn one, the first time. Yeah. Before he started theming them to wherever they were. Mm-hmm. All right. Still interesting to see live. Right. So anything, anything else for uh, SummerSlam that we didn't touch upon? I really don't think so right now. Not that I can think of anyway. All right. I mean, so far, the other things that we haven't talked about that I'm looking at right now, Big Show Cass is probably going to be a thing. Um, that'll get Enzo on the card being in Big Show's corner. Um, obviously, we know it's going to be uh, Bliss and Bailey now, not Bliss and Banks. Yeah, um, that was... That was, that was a, a little bit of a shocker. Right? Like, how does that... I, I don't know where they're Unless going with they that. Unless they still change that into a fatal four-way. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I have Hardys and Revival on here. I mean, I obviously... I would love to see Revival at SummerSlam. Um, but I don't think that makes sense. Unless they're the ones that break them. Or they do a multi-man tag title match with Shield, Re- Mini Shield and... Revival and Hardys. The Bar and the Hardys. And revival. Yeah. All right. Did you see, did you see Cesaro and Shimmy's got a new t- new shirt as well? I did while I was uh, browsing the shirts the other night. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. So yeah. All right. It's a tag team merch party. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I love that. Did you, Dan? Did you see the Brizongo shirt that your brother and I got? I did. <laughs> How good is that shirt? It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So before we start talking about shirts. Um, all right. So Battleground. Do, do, do. Battleground was this past Sunday. Um, and again, it was, uh, you know, with it came with a lot of uh, negative reviews. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen them at this point, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Do you feel they're warranted? Do you feel it wasn't a good pay-per-view? What are your opinions? I don't think it was their best pay-per-view. Um, I think it went downhill from the start. After the first match, really. Um, not saying it hit rock bottom either, but it was a pretty slow pay-per-view. I thought it it kind of felt like I was watching a mediocre episode of Raw. Mm, okay. Uh, the first match, Usos vs. New Day, Epic. freaking amazing. Epic, yeah. Um, yeah. The springboard Xavier went to do into the super kick. That was a fucking that spot was nasty. Yeah. The um this the elbow drop that he wound up hitting for the win, three quarters away across the ring was awesome. Oh, that was insane. Did not think he was gonna hit it. No. At all, and he did. Boys got hops. Yeah, I mean, can we also just uh, like talk about the fact that New Day did something that I don't think they've done in quite some time. Big E was on the outside. Yes, he wasn't in the match. I that too. They left the money. Speed with speed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that was definitely a, a great idea, um, obviously from the booking standpoint. But uh, it made perfect sense, you know. Beat beat them with their, I guess the the Usos' own game, which is speed, and uh, it obviously speed worked. Kills. Speed does kill. Yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. What's <laughs> <laughs> happening, bitch? Um. Uh, so yeah. By the way, I I got that one right. Dan got that one wrong in a prediction last week. Okay. You know, after the fact, I realize it makes more sense the New Day wins so they can have the rubber match at SummerSlam. I'm like, damn it, why didn't I pick the New Day? Yeah, after this, so you, everybody knows, 
that was the only match we differed on. Everything else we either got both got wrong or right. So I have beat I beat him this week in, in predictions. So mm. just wanted to throw that out there. Well, here's the thing: I won the predictions because I, I picked all the right matches. You were not on last week's episode, therefore you do not count. I, I think I do. Even if you were on last week's episode, you don't you count. count. So. Yeah, I knew that was coming. All right. Um, second match on the card was. Um, I don't have them in order. I'm trying to remember what was second. I think it was Nakamura Corbin. I want to say you're right. Hold on, I'm just going to Wikipedia. Give me two seconds. Because I know English versus Dillinger was the pre-match, the pre-show match, which I'm surprised English pulled off the upset on that one. Really? I didn't see that match, so. Yeah, no, English won. It was a decent match, too. Yeah. I was surprised that English won. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Nakamura Corbin was next because... After that was yeah yeah no I think it was Styles Owens yeah Nakamura was uh it was Nakamura Corbin uh, Nakamura beat no uh, wasn't the Fatal Five Way next no no the Fatal Five Way was after Styles Owens before the flag match no mm-hmm. no no Nakamura it was Nakamura and then the Fatal Five Way Dan okay, oh, yeah okay. that's what I thought yeah but um, Nakamura Corbin was decent I just didn't like the botched ending I mean yeah I get it like. He, uh, you know, he kicked him in the dick so he didn't lose, but it, I don't know. It was, uh, it well, he me. lost, so. Magic, this, that's the exact, I told Brian there was going to be a dusty finish to this match. Yeah. By the way. Because they didn't want anybody to win or lose this match clean. Yeah, but you just do it on SmackDown anyway, so yeah, what the fuck I don't, is the point? No, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's Vince Man changing his mind on booking in the last minute. Oh, ratings are suffering. Let's give him Styles and Nakamura next week. I mean, Cena and Nakamura next week. Oh, wait, we got to make Nakamura look on. Eh, have not beat Corbin clean. Yeah. Um, so the next match was the Fatal Five way, which I thought was a pretty good match. It was decent. Um, better than I thought it was. Uh, better than I thought it was going to be. And I was actually very, very shocked that Natty came out with the win. Yeah, I was too. I like it was the, a uh, weird way to end the match, though. Yeah. Like, for Charlotte to lose in that fashion, it was kind of weird. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I almost knew it was going to come down to Natty and Charlotte. Um, I liked that Becky took out both uh, Tamina and um, uh, Lana, which was still pretty cool. Um, Lana is still in the Tamina penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on Lana as an actual in-ring competitor? She's not bad. She's well. I think she's portraying her character perfectly, which is someone who's not supposed to be able to wrestle. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. No, I mean, I, I get it. I think she's better than she's letting on, and I think it, eventually it'll show. I it'll agree. I agree. She's uh, she's easily one of the best acting. Like she's got the performance down, without a doubt. And uh, I think there's very few women that actually do that. Um, sadly enough, I think Sasha's actually there. Um, I hate Sasha, but I mean she's actually very good at you know the the entertainment aspect of it, and Alexa would probably be the other one, and then there's Charlotte. Yeah. Who, who I just don't think Charlotte's found herself as a face yet. No, she hasn't. No. If I, I don't. I don't think she really will. I don't think she's. Honestly, I think she might turn. We might get a Charlotte Becky at SummerSlam or some sort. I mean, yeah. Why not? They're playing up them as friends too much, especially on SmackDown last night. Hmm. True. Uh, 
Thoughts on something that I saw earlier involving someone in this match, Tamina. I saw someone bring up the fact that they should book Tamina as if she's the female Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Give her a mouthpiece and just let her tear through people. As that, give her an impactful finishing maneuver, and make her like the female type Brock Lesnar because she's got the imposing. She's already imposing in her physical nature. Yeah, correct. Because she's bigger than everybody. I could see that. She's not bigger than Nia. No, no but on, Smackdown. on SmackDown. On SmackDown, okay. I mean, can you imagine Nia and Tamina going at it? Because I, I feel like they've been holding Tamina back. I think they have been. Agreed. She's got talent. I mean, I, I hate saying it this way, but like, look at her lineage. There, there's definitely talent in that gene pool. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like her finisher as the splash. I don't know, man. That's that's. Think about this. Like, half of those women are what? Like, three fourths her size. This is true. I mean, you got that not not in a derogatory way, but you got a big woman coming down at you doing a splash. That shit hurts. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie, that is true. Yeah, I mean that I I forgot who said it, but they asked uh it was a professional wrestling interview of course the um but they asked like what is the finisher that you hate taking the most and they said Eddie's frog splash because of there's no way to to protect yourself really like yeah you could put your hands on your dick but like it hurts yeah I mean I would what's that nothing oh. I would venture to bet that even uh, the coup de gras from Finn Balor's up there as far as like most impactful and damaging. Exactly. Like that's got to hurt. Like, fuck. I mean, there's no way around that. He's literally stomping on your midsection. Yeah. I mean, he falls back a little bit, so not all of his weight's coming down on you, but it's still going to hurt. Exactly. It might hurt more due to the fact that he's rubbing his boots across you then. Yeah. True. All right, um, so after the Fatal Five-Way, so obviously we determined Natty won, so she's going on to SmackDown to face... SmackDown, she's going on to SummerSlam uh, to face Naomi. Um, and then we got Kevin Owens and uh, AJ Styles. Solid match all the way through up until that ending. Yeah, that was an awkward ending. It, like, ended out of nowhere. It was like an RKO out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, from what I'm hearing today, though, was it actually was planned for Owens to win. Yeah, it was, it was, but not that way. Yeah, apparently what happened was the finish on the match got changed after the match started. And that's why Styles was confused at the end. It was because not because Owens wasn't supposed to win. It's because the the finish got changed to what actually happened, and Styles didn't know why he got changed, and he was trying to figure out why he got changed. Okay, so is that what he was talking with the ref about? Yeah, supposedly. How would you not tell the fucking champion in the match that, hey, listen, you're going to get pinned in this weird-ass well, way? apparently on the fly during the middle of the match is when they were told, this is what's happening, and then Styles like, was questioning it afterwards, like, Wait, why did it get changed, and what's going on, and okay. he went with it during the match, but it was still awkward because they, they didn't really plan it out, so when they were told, hey, this is what you need to do instead, they were it got awkward. Because they weren't sure how to pull it off or whatever, something like that. Makes sense. AJ's going to be a professional about it, do what he's got to do, and then after the fact, ask questions. Yeah, he can do the yob. He do yob. No yob. All right. No um, after, yes. after this finish, I mean, God, why did this match go 21 minutes? Why? This was easily the worst match on the card. Uh, yeah, by far. I mean, the premise of the match was awful. Um, I get it. They tried to do something a little extra with the tables. 
stupid. Um, yeah. Especially because you knew that Rusev was going through them. Because God forbid Cena takes a fucking bump. Exactly. I, I, I love Cena. I'm probably the only fucking Cena fan left in America. But the guy like just refuses to take bumps. Yeah, no. Um, I, I'm kind of with you on the um, Cena fan thing. He's better than he's been in the last few years, and he's definitely better as a part timer because he's and he's improved his in ring work the last few years, especially with the U.S. Open Challenge and stuff like that. Yeah. But like when it comes to like bigger bumps, like tables and ladders and stuff, he doesn't do any of it. No. Or he like drops on his feet and then falls down first. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell he braces himself very. Very carefully when he's yep. taking a bigger bump. If he takes a bigger bump. Exactly, yeah. if. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I mean, are we all in agreement that this is the worst match on the card? Absolutely. Yeah, I pretty much saw that going in. It's a fucking flag match. Yeah. I mean, Rusev's got his name. Not Rusev. Rousseau has got his name all over this. Yeah. No, it didn't have polls. Oh, it did have a poll. It did have a fucking poll. Two of them. Two polls. Fuck. Just like Mike's normal night, two poles. All right, two poles, one hole. <laughs> that was actually funny. They call him two uh. poles. Oh, two pole Scorpio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all, right. all right, getting this ball rolling. Uh, so after the worst match, had an even worse match, um, which had to buffer the main event: Sami Zayn and Mike Kanellis. It, what's yeah. what's the thought process on the Canellises in WWE right now? Good workers, um, good good gimmicks outside of the WWE when they were together. Yeah, uh, not so good gimmicks inside the WWE. This, this one's not working for me at all. No, I, I, I'm starting to get over with it, and if they keep pushing it, and I think it will be fine, but they're already gonna pull the plug on it apparently. And they're not gonna push him anymore. They're not. They're not high on him anymore. Cause they gave him this. Yeah. But, I think if they let him heal out a little bit more with it, it will be fine. They're not letting him be heal enough though. I don't. I don't actually know if he's supposed to be heal or face. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's like he's that weird tweener. Well, he's supposed to be a heel, but he's not acting very heelish. No. He's I... being so face that he's a heel. That's the way it's supposed to be. He's okay. like such a face that he's a heel, essentially. It's Kurt Angle circa 1999-2000. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh. so I I definitely agree with what Dan uh, just said as far as like, you know, the, the gimmick is just not good. Um, but at the same token, um, it's to what I said, I think, however many weeks ago now it is. But you got to make the gimmick work. If you want to succeed, you take the gimmick and you make it work. They're making the gimmick work. Like, they're obnoxious, you know, people that are in love. Uh, he is, without a doubt, a great in-work talent, uh, in-ring talent. Uh, he's a great worker. That's probably what I meant to say. Um, and he's working with somebody who's absolutely fantastic in Sami Zayn. I mean, you, you have the makings of a great feud here and uh, just got to make something click soon. Or it, like Brian said, it's going to get scrapped. Yeah. It, it was an all right match. It really was. Uh, this wasn't even really all right. Zane picked up the window. Maria got in the ring again. Yeah. Probably the best part of the match. <laughs> I'm waiting for the interaction between um, Carl Anderson and Mike Bennett. You, you mean Maria? Well, you. I just meant like they'll the package yeah. deal, but yeah. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Right around the corner. Ah, that is true. 
if they don't do something, I'm going to be pissed. I, I mean, <laughs> they had some of the most hysterical interactions I've ever seen. And then you have the uh, the buffer of uh, Gallows that just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, check it out. Just Google, uh, throw it in your Google machine. Um, <laughs> Google uh, Mike Bennett um, versus uh, Carl Anderson or just Carl Anderson and Maria Canellis, and you'll see some of the funniest shit ever. Yep. All right. Uh, and then, of course, last match, the Punjabi prison match. Better than you guys yeah. expected? It was a little bit better than I expected. Um, the thing that got me that noted, I noticed a lot and I saw afterwards on Monday, I believe it was, was there was almost no reaction to it. Mm. But there was a lot of people saying that were there watching it in the live crowd that saying they couldn't see. Yeah. Because of the bars and everything like that. They couldn't see what was going on in the match. So there was no way for them to know what was going on. So they couldn't, they couldn't know when to pop or anything or when to cheer or boo or anything like that. Yeah, so that was actually going to be my only gripe with the matches. It was a solid match. They actually, probably the best Punjabi prison match out of, what, the three now the or three, four? Yeah, that was the third one. Yeah, okay, so the best one out of the three. Um, there's no way to position the camera. None. No, not at all. Uh, you, I mean, the, the structure's too much. Um, it's too busy. And uh, you really can't get a lens in there so that to see what's going on. And then, yeah, as a fan standpoint, you're in a certain angle. You can't see shit. Yeah. And granted, we can see things on TV that they can't see. But at the same time, a lot of what people at home react to is what the, crowd, the live crowd reacts to. Correct. So if they're not reacting, that's going to influence the, the in-home viewers as well. Mm-hmm. No, without a and doubt. I feel like they didn't use that bird's eye camera quite enough. No, they didn't. The one that they hung over dead center of the ring. They oh. showed it right, there, right at the very beginning, like before the match actually started, and that yeah. was the last time they used that camera. Yep. Yeah, but would you want to watch a whole match like that? No, but you could no. have at least used it a little bit more. Go to a couple of views. You could spots, yeah. True. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I, I don't, I've never liked the bird's eye view. Like, I know that they always cut to that edge in uh, Jeff Hardy spot from, uh, I think that was WrestleMania, uh, where... Uh, Edge spears Jeff off of from off from the ladder um, on from the tag titles. Yeah, uh, I hate that that bird's eye view. I feel like you miss a lot, and I almost, that almost sounds stupid to say, but I, I just that's how I've always felt. Yeah, it's a cool view for a quick spot when they do spots like that. Yeah, but watching it for multiple minutes of a match or anything like that, it's just it's annoying. Yeah, no, I wouldn't suggest it for like the entire man it's for, it should be for the high spots yeah yeah because you can actually see it then yeah all right um so i mean that's battleground in a whole uh, as uh that is battleground as a whole <laughs> i don't know why that was so difficult for me to say um again overall i thought it was decent it declined as it progressed as brian said um but it was it was the worst one that smackdown's put out so far um but Again, when you compare their amazing pay-per-views that they've had, it's like what Dan said in the beginning. They leveled out. Uh, it's nothing more than that. I mean, you're going to have a shit one every once in a while. It wasn't shit. Just in comparison to everything else they've put out, it seemed like it. Yeah, if you were to compare this to any any Raw pay-per-view, it would be better. Yeah. But you compare it to all of their previous SmackDown pay-per-views, and you're like, oh, that's actually not that good. Correct. So. I also have an idea for next week's episode, if you guys want to hear me out real quick. What? Just literally just thought of this. 
So Battleground last year was the first pay-per-view after the brand split, right? So we've had one year since the brand split. Mm. What if uh, next week's episode was like a one-year year review episode and we go through all the pay-per-views and rate them and we kind of do a final uh, who won the brand war for the first year? It's not a bad idea. I like it. We can discuss top matches, top moments, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Dan? Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Doop, doop, doop. Make money. Doop, doop, doop. All right. Um, Raw and SmackDown. Um, I guess we can uh, we'll briefly discuss uh, Raw and SmackDown. What were the high points of Raw, uh, Brian, uh, from you? Um, the one thing I just want to touch on real quick before I forget, because I don't know, I know if I don't do it now, I'll forget. Small children. Um, because we were talking about all these tag teams from Raw and how we might have a multi-tag title match at uh, SummerSlam. Mm. We talked about the club for a second because they were pretty face on Raw. You think they were face? Uh, against the Revival, yeah. You didn't hear them getting cheered? No, well, I mean, I feel like the, the club always they, gets cheered. They do, but I think they got cheered a little bit more, and they called the revival. Ner- I mean, they call everybody nerds, but they call the revival nerds. Yeah, they played up being face a little bit. Do you think this could lead to club turning face and at some point joining Balor? And do you think if they do another shakeup, do you think this could be Harper and Rowan coming back to Raw to the family and a Survivor Series? The Wyatt family versus the Balor Club. Yeah, but who would be the fourth with Balor? Well, Braun Strowman not included. Oh, I see. Three on three. And three then on I guess three. You, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, it could happen. Huh. Not mad about that either. No. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not either, actually. That's uh, that's a pretty solid uh, story. That's a pretty solid match. Harper um, and Rowan aren't doing any, anything on SmackDown right now. Yeah, it would also... They kind of had a little feud. There's already talk about putting them back together mm. and revealing them as the ones who have assaulted Brizongo the last few weeks. Right. Plus, so, I mean, it would be the icing on the cake for the Bray and uh, Balor feud, too. Exactly. It's not a bad idea. I like that one. Because, I mean, they're not doing anything with Anderson and Gallows on Raw. No. Unless they're gonna move them, unless they're gonna move them to SmackDown in this next shakeup and put them with Styles again, but Styles is face at the moment right now too. To say that you'd have to turn Styles heel, which they could do, because that's what they did originally to turn him heel was put him with the club. Right. Very simple, quick heel turn. Um, I don't. I mean, yeah, that's that's great. I, I don't. I don't see that being a problematic thing at all. Like it, it's actually very simple for them to do. It's just, do they pull the trigger? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, then probably not. Yeah. yeah. And if so, comp tickets. If yeah, exactly. As always, um, As... opening of Raw was a little weird. Yeah. Um, I want a match. I want a match. I want a match. You all get matches. Yeah. I mean, Kurt Angle's starting to turn into what? Oprah. What's up? So Kurt Angle did his best Oprah. Yeah. Oprah impersonation. Exactly. I mean, Roman. Maybe she's Jordan's mother. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that could. Could you imagine? Like he slept with Oprah back in college. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um. But no. I mean, Reigns is just. God, he's so bad on the mic. 
Yeah. It, it's just, it's actually pretty pathetic. It, it's almost like he's trying to be cool. Like, he's like, he's the cool uncle that, like, goes to the barbecues and, like, just hangs out by the cooler. And, like, you know, he, like, gives the little kids noogies. And then you're like, dude, come on, Roman, like, enough with that shit. And he's like, nah, it's cool, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's that guy. Kind of, kind of like you at family barbecues. I'm not an uncle, so no. Uh, okay, well, you still do that. So did you just submit to being the one that gets noogied? <laughs> I guess, yeah. He's uh, digressing, I think. I digress. Anyway, Segway now. So anyway, also on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Delayed fucking reaction by everyone. Yeah, no. Um, what else happened on Raw? I can't remember. Um... I forgot to take notes. I did too. So that's the end of Raw. Um, I know uh, Rollins and Ambrose won their handicap match. Rollins and Ambrose won. I mean, there was okay. So that's that was something else that I want to talk about. Uh, very very awkward interaction between the two of them at the end of the match. Like Ambrose was all like pumped up that they had won. Like he had just won, you know, like the world title. He started hugging like Rollins and this and that and like there was high fiving all over the place. And then Rollins throws out the shield fist bump, and Ambrose looks at it and just like shakes his head and rolls out of the ring. Like you can hug the guy, you can high five him, you can do everything you want. Like basically, like just give him like a circle jerk, but you can't give him the shield fist bump. And I get it, that's a symbolic thing. Like that's huge, but like don't hug the guy. Like, because Rollins is trying to take to the next step of the relationship, and Ambrose isn't ready for it. I don't know. You I gotta respect his feelings. He needs his personal space. He was in his bubble. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's too quick for him. No, I get it. Again, too I. Too soon. Yeah, too soon. It's only been four years, three years. Yeah. When did they break up? It's been a uh, while. Yeah. Did have a. 14 or 15, I think. Has it really been that long already? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, Rollins on Raw said three years. Shit. Okay. I know, right? All right. Um, I mean, honestly, that's all I can think about that from Raw. I mean, Bailey won her match. She's facing uh, Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. Um, should be Nia. Should, uh, yeah, it really should be Nia. I'm so not okay with that. I don't, Although yeah. we get more of Nia and Alexa as a tag team, I'm also okay with that too because they're funny together. They're hysterical. I mean, they're they're that perfect tag team too. It's like the Edzo and Big Cast of the women's division. Yeah, uh, Team Rude. Oh, that's another thing that happened. For some reason, Cast needed to beat the shit out of Enzo again. And Big Show. Yeah, I, I don't get it. it. Makes no sense. They're trying to make him look like a monster big man. Yeah, I get it. Just don't like it. All right. Uh, SmackDown actually was uh, quite entertaining. Um, opened up with the return of Jericho. Yes, man. drink it in, man. No, no, no. It was the return of Jericho. Welcome back, man. Yeah, he beat up some guy. Yeah, that was, was the best. Sure. When AJ like actually was like, "Dude, what do you would you put him on the list?" He's like, "No, I punched him in the face and put him in the walls of Jericho." <laughs> That was great. It was like, all right, I didn't see that coming. Um, very excited to see Jericho back, and I'm not like I'm. I'm it's not that I'm not a Jericho fan, um, but I'm not as big of a Jericho fan as obviously Perry Jericho and or Brian over there. But I, I'm actually very excited to see him back. 
very short stint away. I figured he would be gone for quite some time. Yeah, I don't think he's doing anything again until, like, October. Okay. I think that's when his next tour is. That's also when his new album comes out, too, is around October or so. Gotcha. Which I can't wait for, because uh, his Judas song is awesome. I love that song. It's so good. Yep. I don't know. I, I'm just... I'm. You Obviously, you'll never get a straight answer from him, but you want to know, like, hey, when are you done? Like, Mark Henry was very, like, blunt, like, hey, I'm done pretty much in a couple months. Oh, he's, he announced he's done already, so... Oh, he did? Yeah, last week. Okay. Oh, on Raw? Right, yeah, right after the uh, Table for Three aired, he announced it. Yeah, like two days later, he announced he's he's officially done. Okay. Although he's going to be apparently working in an uh, office role for WWE. Yeah, he's going to be a backstage agent, I think. Yeah. All right. Speaking of backstage agents, Tyson Kidd's now an agent, too. I did see that, which we were just talking about Tyson Kidd, and uh, obviously something good for him. I mean, the thing about WWE that's very good is everybody, I feel, doesn't uh, talk about this, but WWE has a very good way of, you know, segueing their talent once they're done into other roles. Um, And it's not even the talent you would expect. Like, who the hell would have expected uh, Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury to be agents in the back? But they're great at it. Um, you know, it, it's not like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior back there. No, it's guy. It's almost like you. There's no baseball managers that were any position other than catcher. Yeah, <laughs> because they're not good, but they do their job. Like they understand the game better than anybody else. But they're not the greatest players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like they that's understand nuances. Yeah, exactly. It, that's I feel like that's who's who are agents in the back. Like Jake the Snake, and I think um, Bruce Pritchard has talked about this numerous times on his show. Jake the Snake probably would have made the most amazing agent for the for backstage, um, just teaching them promo work and all that other stuff. And he was fantastic on the mic and in the ring, but he just wasn't at that level of superstar. Yeah, it, so. it's. I mean, he had his own personal demons and stuff, which is why. He's not got a chance to do it, but imagine if they can get him down in the performance center to, to do the promo class. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I, I don't know who's doing it now, but as everybody always said, Dusty used to run the promo class. Yep. Obviously, Dusty's no longer with us the last few years, but you know, if you could have Jake run that class now, that'd be amazing. I don't think there's anybody better other than obviously Dusty that would be able to teach them all about the art of the promo. Yeah. Um, so SmackDown also they had uh, another episode of which we talked about uh, the Fashion Files, which is now the Fashion X Files. I'm waiting for the Fashion Twenty Four Files. The like, all, I, there's so many different like show spoofs that they can do with this, and I love it. So many. Yeah. Although I'm pissed, it was just a rehash of what happened at Battleground, and we still don't know who attacked them. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously get to it, but it's just, it's fun that it's not a, uh, again, it's not something that's, like, in your face and thrown at you all at once. It's a slow build. and uh, I want to know. Yes, we know. You're impatient. They're just buying time so they can reveal us the colognes. No, no. They're, he's going to be out for a while with an injury. <laughs> Who's injured? Mm-hmm. One of the clones. Oh. I think it's Primo. It, it's one of them. Knee, knee injury. He had knee surgery. Gotcha. All right, uh, so was that. Um, the year was the Charlotte-Becky match with uh, Natty on commentary. Okay, so I didn't ask you guys this before. What do you think of the glowing title? Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I kind of like it. It looks very bulky. 
because I actually got a shot of Naomi when she was doing an interview, and there's this big clunky piece on the back of it that obviously runs the the lighting. Yeah, I mean, it probably sucks. It probably weighs a ton more for her. Yeah. But at the same time, it looks cool. So I think she's willing to make that sacrifice. Agreed. And I mean, honestly... She throw up her glow all over everyone, so... And, and since she actually wears the belt around her waist, yeah. it's not as noticeable. Oh, agreed. And I mean, there's no other person that I think would be able to pull that off other than her, and it, it's so perfect for her gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, there was the, the triple threat main event. I, am I missing something? Corbin Nakamura, which we kind of talked about already. Yeah, stupid extra match from the pay-per-view that made no sense. Yeah. Yeah. They and got then John, oh, the triple threat, which was a hell of a match. It was great, and I loved the ending. Such it a, was probably better than anything they did on at Battleground except for the tag title match. Agreed. I, I mean, oh, can we talk about how the Usos obliterated the New Day? Oh, that's right. New day, they they did something that nobody else has ever done. They attacked them in the middle of their their shtick. Yeah, was, they took out Biggie first, and yep. then you see Kofi and Xavier flying through the curtain. Yep, it was great. It was perfect, yep. and it's exactly what the Usos do, which is uh, kick ass and um, put them in the penitentiary. Put them in the penitentiary. It's Ooh, not so penitentiary. It's not. I'm paranoid. just waiting for them to bring uh, Rikishi back to be the third man to counteract. Biggie on the outside. I don't know if he would do it. He might. It's a possibility. He's in the Hall of Fame now. True. He's a bad man. He is a bad man. All right. Um, so I think that's actually everything, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about a preview of next week's SmackDown? Because it's going to be amazing. All right. So next week's SmackDown um, is obviously going to be huge. Uh, two... Massive matches right off the gate. The United States Championship rematch and the pay-per-view match that's going to be on SmackDown. I feel like they're doing a Hogan-Goldberg with this one where Nakamura takes on John Cena. They're playing straight WCW with this right now. Yeah, why, though? Like, Because we all know that that was like a, a fear tactic of WCW. I don't think WWE has any need for a fear tactic other than they just want to do it. Uh, I think so. Like, they're trying, I think they're just trying to get ratings up, and this is the way they're doing it. Smart. I mean, because there's going to be a shit ton of people that are going to tune in to see if Nakamura's going to SummerSlam to face the champion. Yeah. What do you guys think? I want him to win. I, I have a feeling he's not going to, but I want him to win. I don't, yeah. I, maybe if they want to keep him strong, because they keep talking about his undefeated streak, but... I also think if he loses, it's going to be because of Baron Corbin, but... True. I I, I want him to win. I, I honestly think Nakamura is going to win, um, because I, I think Brian and I were talking about this before. I, I foresee Baron Corbin cashing in at SummerSlam, and I, I think it makes the most amount of sense to do it against Nakamura... And to be honest with you, Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal is much more appealing than John Cena versus uh, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. I, I just think that the two of them would actually put on a good match. Not, uh, Mahal is putting on great matches right now. He's not bad in the ring. Yeah, no, he's not. It's good. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. Who do you guys think uh, ends up with that one? Enzo and Cass? What? 
AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Oh, I was paying attention. <laughs> I was like, did I say Enzo and Cass? I, I heard Cass. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know what that was. All right. Um, yeah, no. Uh, that's going to be a good match. I think Styles finally gets the seal to end the, end the rivalry. Okay. He just puts it to bed. Yeah, finally. I mean... Uh, I mean, they've been having good matches, but I think they're. I think it's come to an end at this point. They can revisit it in a few months or whatever next year. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens is really the only one of the two that has gotten a clean victory over the other one, right? Uh, yeah, the pinfall. Yeah, the battleground. Yeah. Yeah, because even then, like uh, AJ Styles has got. Oh no, actually, I'm sorry. There was the uh, MSG match. Yeah. No, that's true. Okay, so I lied. You usually do. But, yeah, regardless, it'll be a good match. Yeah, um, it is. Other than that, guys, uh, we're going to be putting up a Facebook poll. Um, I think it was uh, – let me see if I can find it really quickly. Um... Yes. Uh, so, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, or Macho Man. Uh, that'll be the poll on our Facebook um, we guys just want to see who you guys would like to hear us do first for our up-and-coming uh, Road of a Legend uh, series that we're going to be doing. We're going to be releasing a couple of episodes, basically just talking about one superstar, um, how their uh, their career kind of impacted us personally and as wrestling fans. Um, you know, we love the... Obviously, we've talked about it numerous times about how the Pritchard show, uh, Something to Wrestle With, is one of our favorite podcasts. Um, and I think some of the better ones actually uh, tend to be those superstars that, you know, you really have wanted to hear more and more about. Um, we're not going to obviously do an insider scoop on these guys because we're, you know, just fucking losers that watch wrestling. But we're going to talk about, guy, you know, the guys that, you know, we grew up with and had such a huge impact on our lives. Um, so that's something that I know we've talked about, and we're going to be extremely excited to do those uh, episodes. So we want to know who you want us to do first, the Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, or the Ultimate Warrior. Um, other than that, Brian, Dan, you guys got anything else you want to add? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, Joe. All right. So uh, we'll see you next week. Um, until then, take care, spike your hair, um, and just remember <laughs> it's too bad. That where? Too good. Smell ya!